everyone, and a very warm welcome to Grow Your Own Way, a podcast for anyone looking to reclaim the power of their own personal growth and be exactly who they want to be. I'm your host, Kevin Roberts, and I'm a coach, learning and development professional, and growth geek who genuinely gets joy out of helping people become the best versions of themselves. Throughout this podcast, we aim to give everyone the belief that there is no one right way to grow, and hopefully we will inspire and motivate people to forge their own paths and in turn live a life that is true to them. In today's episode, we focus on reclaiming the power back from any rejection that we may face. It seems to be written in our DNA that rejection is this thing to be avoided at all costs and can send anyone on a downward spiral if we let it take control. So today, we're going to look at some lessons that I've learned from a recent rejection to take the power back. So if you're ready, let's get started. So today's episode has been inspired by something that happened to me recently, and it's something that I was really keen to talk to you all about. And it happened after I applied for a new role at work. Now, I'm not normally someone who chops and changes roles often, so I found a role that I thought was perfect for me. I I had the experience, the skills, so after plenty of research and prep, I very confidently threw my hat into the ring. And after I applied, I was already getting into the mindset of how I would approach an interview. The questions that I'd ask, uh, I was capturing 101 different ideas that were going through my head. That's how confident I was. However, I then got a notification that my application was unsuccessful. I mean, I wasn't even offered an interview. Now, like I say, I don't apply for new roles often. Um, It's maybe been a few years since I have, and it's been even longer than that since I was actually rejected for an interview. And I'll be very honest with you, I had absolutely no idea how to react. Now, if you'd asked me a month or so ago how I would have reacted if that had happened, I would have more likely given you this very calm and collected response. But that's not what happened to me at all. Instead, I just went through this myriad of emotions Um, I felt embarrassment, anger, a sense of injustice. I felt down and out. I lashed out at at myself. I lashed out at work. Uh, I almost had like this existential crisis. And all of that was, by the way, just in 48 hours. And and it was really quite scary to have all of those thoughts, to, to have this experience that I hadn't had for a long time and not really know what to do. So after a day or two, I I just sat and tried to get my head right. And I actually remembered uh, something that a friend sent to me a little while ago. We were out on a dog walk, just shooting the breeze. And I mentioned about, at the time, a few obstacles that I was having in my life. And I didn't really know what to do next. And rather than tell me what to do, my friend asked me, if you were coaching someone on this, what would you say to them? And that actually stopped me in my tracks. I mean, literally, I, I stopped walking and thought, wow, yeah, that's one way to get through to me. So as I was sat thinking of my recent rejection, I I went back to that advice. So I took myself out of the equation and started to think, what if a listener had told me that story? What if someone wanted to talk to me about rejection? What could I say? And after doing a bit of work and and trying to get myself through that, I thought it would be actually wonderful if I shared my process with you all today. Now, of course, the story and the steps I I followed that I'm going to talk to you about um, was all about being rejected for a role at work. But I, I genuinely believe that The thoughts I'm going to share would work in most situations where you've been rejected. Maybe you've been rejected by a partner, shunned by a friend. Uh, Maybe someone didn't take your advice. Whatever the reason, hopefully the lessons that that I've learned or relearned uh, will, will be relevant for you too. But before I get into that, I just want to share one thing that was essential to getting over the rejection. And it kind of underpinned the whole experience. And that is the emotions we feel, the emotions we experience whenever we face rejection are completely natural. And I cannot stress how important it is for people to hear this one. The need to belong or the need to be part of something is hardwired into us. 
I think in the very first episode of this podcast, I spoke about something called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, which talks about what is important for us to feel safe. And one of those levels talks about belonging, the psychological need for us to feel a part of something. It helps us feel safe. I mean, if you go back to when humans were hunter-gatherers, being part of a group meant you had a greater chance of survival. So being rejected or shunned or, or being forced to go it alone was almost a death sentence. So the need to feel accepted is not something that we can just turn off at the drop of the hat. And the pain of rejection is something that each of us will experience at some point. And as I say that, another great point is when I talk about the pain of rejection. Now, I want to say a very important message here. And if there's one sentence you remember from this entire episode, please let it be this. If you are someone who feels pain after rejection, that does not make you weak. It makes you human. Again, if you feel pain after rejection, you are not weak, you are human. And this is not me just trying to be inspirational. This is a statement that's proven in biology. I mean, there are countless studies that show that actually that the pain pathways, so the neural connections that are being activated when we face rejection, are exactly the same ones as when we feel physical pain. So if you were rejected for something or punched in the face, the same areas of your brain would light up. And, and to make it even worse, for some reason, our brains decided to make it easier to recall emotions than the actual physical experience. So after three months, you may not still be able to feel the pain from the punch, but you will most certainly be able to recall the pain from rejection. So understanding all of that, understanding how it's such a natural thing, really helped me start my process and it made me go a little bit easier on myself. I hope it does the same for you. So with all that in mind, then let's look at a couple of lessons that I, I learned during my experience. And the first one being was that it was important to acknowledge feelings. Now, as I said earlier, I went through so many different emotions when I got the news, as, as so many of us do. Now, generally, when people are faced with those emotions of being rejected, they can tend to go down one of two avenues. Um, and I'll talk them through and let's see if either of them are, are, are familiar to you. You'll have those who bottle up the emotions. They just dust it under the carpet. They don't let other people see that they're hurt or they're sad. They just move on and not actually acknowledge how they're feeling. And then you have those who do acknowledge their emotions and they give themselves the chance or, or the permission really to feel them and to express them. And that's to themselves, to other people. And, and you may be thinking, but Kev, surely, surely it's better not to show that we're hurt. Surely it's better to show that we haven't been impacted and we are strong. And if that's what you're thinking, I, I'll ask you this. Better for who? Yes, it, it may help your ego not to show the vulnerability. It may help you keep up this facade that nothing bothers you and you can dust yourself off. But who's benefiting from that? It's, it's certainly not you. When you hide away from those emotions, you miss out on so much growth. You miss out on being more self-aware. You miss out on being able to deal with those emotions. All so you can maintain someone else's opinion of you. Whereas instead, I think it actually makes you a stronger person if you are able to feel your feelings, if you can acknowledge your feelings, capture your feelings, because recognizing them is how you learn from them. Now, how you do this is completely up to you, whatever works for you. When I talk about capturing your, your feelings, you could journal them. So you could just get a pen and paper and scribble something down. Uh, you could use the notes thing on your phone and just capture how you're feeling that way. You could give someone a call, grab a coffee with a friend, tell a manager, a colleague, a coach, a mentor. It doesn't matter how you verbalize these feelings. The important thing here is to do it, just to recognize them and just say how you are feeling. And some of these feelings that you'll recognize or identify 
you'll, you'll be aware of. You'll say, you'll know that's why you're feeling sad. Yeah, I know I'm feeling sad. That's obvious. But the reason this activity and giving yourself permission to explore your emotions is amazing is because you'll inevitably unearth things that you weren't really aware of or hadn't even considered. So to give you an example, when I did this, uh, I listed the how I was feeling. And one that really took me by surprise was shame. I was genuinely ashamed that I didn't get an interview. I mean, here I am, a, an expert in growth who coaches people to develop their careers, and I couldn't even progress my own. And imagine how that thought circled in my mind and it, it triggered that existential crisis that I mentioned earlier. However, because I took the time to understand how I felt, because I gave myself permission to feel my feelings, I recognized, I was able to recognize that I felt shame. And because I recognized that, I could address it. And that let me talk about why I felt this way, what was causing it, the larger impact it had. I was able to really move on and grow and learn more about this emotion and why it was impacting me the way that it was. Now imagine if I just buried my emotions. Imagine uh, if instead I just pretended I was fine and just carried on as normal. That shame would still be there, but I wouldn't have acknowledged it. I wouldn't have recognized it, but I guarantee it would have impacted me moving forward. There will be something just niggling at me not to take any more chances. Maybe I'll begin to question my own competence in what I do. And these thoughts could have led me down a dark path when all I needed was the light of self-awareness. And, and I'm so glad that I was able to do that because when I actually focused on that self-awareness, when I gave myself permission to feel my feelings, it led me to more lessons that I could have learned. Um, and the second lesson I learned was being able to recognize that this one moment doesn't define me. The rejection could have very easily led me to a mindset of, oh, well, I can't do that job. Better stay in my lane and just do what I'm good at. Uh, I know from experience, there are people who have had that reaction. And remember, I'm not just talking about jobs here. This could happen with any rejection you face. I could ask some out for a drink. They say no. So I tell myself, I'm never going to meet anyone. I'm going to spend the rest of my life alone. Or maybe all my friends went out without me. So that's it. I'm the weak link. They don't like me. I have no friends. I don't know if any of this is sounding familiar, but I know I've had thoughts like that in the past. But I mentioned on the last episode, the dangers of thinking in absolutes. And then they are some examples of doing that. We can very easily fall into the trap of thinking this one rejection is the biggest indicator of who we are. But in fact, that's, that's nonsense. A, a stronger indicator is actually how we deal with rejection. How we are able to take a step back take our ego out of the situation and look at the bigger picture. For me, yes, I didn't get the job I applied for, but rather than attack myself and think that was it, that's just summed me up perfectly, I had other thoughts. Uh, maybe there were plenty more candidates with more experience. Maybe my strengths are more suited to another role. Maybe they had someone on the team that was already like me, so they weren't really sure what else I could add. Now, yes, of course, there are also things that I could have done differently, but here's the truth. Rejection is not just about what we've done wrong. The other party has a pretty big part to play as well. Maybe that person who turns me down for a drink was too scared to put themselves out there. Maybe my group of friends were doing an activity they knew I didn't like. When, we, when we're able to pause, just take a step back and realize that a rejection is not a horror assessment of who we are. It allows us to focus on our own growth, which was my third lesson, and see what we can actually learn from that rejection. Now, every single situation that we ever face, without exception, has a lesson, if we're willing to find it. Every time you, I don't know, cook a meal, complete a piece of work, have a conversation, work out, record a podcast, there will always be something to learn. And listen to the words I'm using here. I'm saying there is a lesson to learn. I'm not saying there is something you can improve or something you've done wrong. 
And that is an incredibly important distinction when it comes to dealing with rejection. Whenever we're rejected, we can quickly think, I need to change. I need to be accepted. Um, and so I need to change everything about me to make sure that I can fit in. And that's just not true. That is nowhere near true. Yes, there are situations where, or experiences that you can have where you can make tweaks to what you did. Maybe you've done something wrong. It's pretty obvious that you've done something wrong. So you think, okay, next time I, may, I won't do that. But there are also situations where you can look and be proud of what you did. You can acknowledge that you put yourself out there or you tried something new. And if you were going to do that again, you wouldn't change a thing. And that is grand. That is equally as acceptable as making those small tweaks. And the reason I talk about this, because it's all about the magic of balance. Now, I talk about balance so often, like I said, I think it's just central to the universe. But when we talk about rejection, it's about creating that balance about was it something we did? Was it the other party? Really looking inside ourselves and actually saying, how can I look at a bigger picture? How can I take this one experience? Because after all, this is one experience. It doesn't define us. And what can I learn from that? To bring this to life in my, my own recent example, uh, I could have ignored the opportunity to learn. I could have kept doing what I was doing and said, nope, my CV's fine. I know it's got a great score online and just hope that the next role I applied for has a different outcome. But instead, I, I chose to learn and I reached out to the hiring manager to see why I was not selected. Now, yet again, notice the language. I wanted to know why I was not selected, not what I should change. It's very different language again and important distinctions to make. But my willingness to learn from that rejection, my willingness to put my ego to one side and ask the questions got me some wonderful insight. And what I do with that information is, is completely up to me. I could make changes, I could ignore it, I could take some on but ignore the rest. That's my call. But the important thing is, and this is what I always encourage people to do, is to go on that fact-finding mission. Get that feedback. It's your feedback. You deserve it. And once you've got that feedback, the decision is yours. And that point right there is you taking control back from that rejection. When you take that control back, you are in a position of great power. And isn't that, isn't that just a wonderful place to be? Um, and it's really the fact that I got that power back, that I got that control back, that led me to be able to record this today. I'm, I'm no longer ashamed of being rejected. I've, I've parked that. It's part of life. And if anything, I, I'm actually in a better place now because of that rejection. And it's funny, I say that actually. I, a couple of days ago, I was back in the office and I had lunch with a friend and I, I told her the story of my rejection. And I shared everything with her that I've shared with you today. And her response was, well, maybe it was the best thing for you not to get that role. Uh, and hearing that was almost like an extra motivation to share this story with people. But I just wanted to share maybe one more lesson before I go. And that is to remember to not take rejection so seriously. Don't let it hinder your happiness. Now, it su sounds such a strange one, that one to finish on, but it is so important. Re rejection can make us feel alone. It can make us doubt our worth. It can bum us out. It, it can make us sit indoors and do nothing which I suppose is why we hate it so much. So remember, during this process of taking control back from your rejection, remember to take the power of your happiness back as well. Um, and do this just by doing something that makes you happy, something that recharges your happy meter again. I mean, after, after my rejection, I, I actually went to a couple of happy places. I, I went to a board game lounge with my brother and my nephew, um, and I went for a dog walk with a friend. That's two activities I absolutely love, and, and they acted as great reminders the rejection is just this one point in my life. It doesn't dictate the rest of it and it certainly does not mean the rest of my life has to suffer. So I'll leave you with this, that the next time you face rejection, just check out where you're spending your energy, how you're choosing to spend your energy. 
Will you let that rejection dominate you, dominate your energy, dominate your mindset? Or will you learn the same lessons I did? Will you verbalize and give yourself permission to feel your feelings? Will you identify what possible lessons there are you can learn? And will you know that you are more than this one reaction? Ultimately, it will allow you to take that power back uh, and take some time to do things that fills your heart with joy. And I guarantee if you chose the latter, there is no rejection on this earth that could stop you growing your own way. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. Now, it's, it's almost felt quite cathartic for me to talk about how I got the power back from the rejection. Um, so hopefully, if this has inspired just one listener today to do the same, then this would have all been worth it. I've had some wonderful comments recently about some of the content that I've been talking about. Someone recently told me they loved my quickfire thoughts videos, which was very wonderful to hear. Uh, if you haven't seen them, I, I just record some quick thoughts about whatever topic was on my mind at that moment. Uh, so feel free to check them out. You can find them along with all of the podcast info on my Instagram page with the username of official grow your own way. Uh, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search for Kevin Roberts. Of course, and my usual request of subscribing to the podcast. And if you are feeling particularly supportive today, why not rate, review and share the podcast with someone else? But for now, I will say thank you so much for taking the time to listen in. Every time my download counter goes up, my heart genuinely sinks a little. Uh, I hope you all stay safe and well, and I will speak to you on the next episode of Grow Your Own Way. Goodbye.